I'm so glad that you're here. You know, I don't know about you guys, I like to start new things. You know, like new things, they kind of like, I like doing that, you know. And so, um, I brought some stuff that I've started, you know, like started this book, Bill Johnson, The Way of Life. Uh, one of the reasons I got it was kind of a neat cover, yeah. I mean, so I, I got that, starting that. Um, I'm always looking for ways to eat healthier. So I got, I'm reading this book now, Autoimmune Solution Cookbook, you know, to prevent and, reser- and reverse full spectrum of inflammatory symptoms and diseases. You know what I mean? That's like, 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 look like good stuff. I mean, I might even try kale, I guess. You know, I got that. Um, um, I've, I don't know where I got this, but these are like, you know, like resistant band things, you know, started an exercise regime. Um, because you don't get to look like this just by accident, you know. Work hard at this, you know, huh? So got that, got that going. And you know, like sometimes it's all stressful. And, and what do you do when you're all stressed? You do puzzles, right? So, so I got like I'm doing this puzzle, and uh, um, my daughter and I, and uh, we're doing this. And Kelsey playing the keyboard. She came last night, and she's doing this, and, and all of us agree, you know, it's like, devil, your name is puzzle, you know, because like, this is so hard, it's like the hardest puzzle ever, you know, and so hopefully, um, <clears throat> you know, started this guy, and I got to admit, you know, that I'm, I'm a pretty decent starter, you know, I just, I'm pretty good at starting stuff, the challenge that I have is something that some of you may have. It's something that every coach of every sports team that I know of, that they have said at least once to their teams, which is what? It's not how you start, but it's really how you finish that's important, right? And, you know, I have even said that to teams that I, you know, as I have um, done some spiritual advising with different teams, high school football, football teams and basketball teams, I've said that today. It's not important how you start, it's how you finish. And speaking of that, you know, we have adopted the HP women's basketball team. Well, um, they were, they've, they've been on the mainland, and they, have, uh, they were competing in their conference championship. And, and yesterday, um, they were the third seed, you know, and uh, uh, the tournament was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and yesterday they won it all. So they're the conference champions again. And, and you know, you know why they're the champs again? Because I told them before you leave, before they left, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And they finished. And so they, um, you can be praying for them on Thursday. They go to San Diego, and they're going to be part of the Western Regional for the Division II NCAA uh, Championship Tournament. So let's pray for them on Thursday. Um, but you know, my challenge is going beyond starting all these things and finish what I start strong, you know. I don't know if maybe some of you can relate to that as well, you know. Um, and, and you know the thing is, unlike reading a new book or, or doing a puzzle, there's some really important things that, um, that we, we start strong but then we get so caught up in, in busyness and, and other things that, that, that we forget or we neglect those things that we started that were so important. 
And then, you know, all that initial enthusiasm that we're all gung-ho, right? And then it kind of wears off. And uh, we find ourselves, as time goes on, in the same place we started. And the question to think about, and I've been thinking about it, is um, how would your life change? How would your life change if, if, if you finish those things that you started strong on? How would your life change if you finish those things that you started so strong on? You know, um, I think my body would be a little better if I finished all the exercise stuff that I started. You know? And what would change? You know, um, imagine, imagine what your life would be like if you sensed God's leading and you took some steps of daring faith and you ventured out and you finished strong. You know, what, what would change? How would your life has changed? And we are in a very, very important season in the life of this church. Um, the more I've been praying and as we take steps into this new season, it's becoming so clear to me that right now is so, so, so important. And that he's, and God is challenging us as a church and he's challenging us as individuals that we have to take, that he's encouraging us to take steps of daring faith. Right? That's what this past series that we were on, that was all about. How do we take steps of, of just go for broke, daring kind of faith? And, and the thing is, God wants to transform our lives. God wants to empower us to make just this real impact in our world. And what God is saying to us, I think his word for us is the time is now. That the time is now. You know? and, and if we would trust him, if we would start things and we would venture out with daring faith and we step out to follow him and we finish strong, we're going to look back on 2019 as a year that things just change. That in 2019, we're going to look and we said, you know, something changed in that year. Uh, a year in which we saw unmistakable breakthroughs. That we've seen undeniable miracles. That we've experienced God's presence and his power like we never experienced before. And we're going to look back and say, you know, it all started. It all started when we decided that in this time, that we are going to take these steps of faith. And it's going to happen as we have taken these steps of faith and that we start strong and we finish stronger. In the Old Testament, there's a book that we, over, we often overlook. It's Haggai, you know. And I remember I mentioned that last week, that we're going to be talking about the book of Haggai, so you got a whole week to try to find Haggai in your Bible, you know, Right? And again, it's in the Old Testament. It's between two books with the letter Z. Zephaniah, Zechariah is right there. But, but in this book, there's this really important message. And it's a really relevant message for us today. That, that God 
had an important message to the Jews when they returned home after being exiled. Tradition tells us for like about 70 years in Babylon. They were homeless, they were exiled, and they returned home to their city, and it's in ruins. And it's in ruins, including the temple. And the temple was the central place in the city where the presence of God resided among the people. You know, that the Holy Spirit at that time was not residing in every person all the time like he is with us today. That the temple was the place where the presence of God was. And nothing was more important than putting God at the center of their thoughts and their actions. So the temple needed to be rebuilt. They needed to rebuild that temple. And, and, and they started strong. And they started to rebuild the temple. And then they got tired. Because they saw and they were like, oh, it's going to take a lot of work. You know? And they, and they got tired. And they decided that maybe, maybe, maybe we ought to just kind of build up our lives first. Maybe we needed to just build our lives and then we can get to the temple. And so for the next 16 years, that's what they did. They said, eh, and they started to build their lives. And, and, and they worked hard. And they created this nice and comfortable life. They even built like really nice, luxurious houses for themselves. And, and, and as they were doing this, they drifted farther and farther away from God. You know, that they, they, they stopped worshiping, that they forgot about their priorities. They, um, they put their, their lives and their desires and their wants, and they put that as more important than worshiping and, and serving God. And really what they did was they forgot the reason that got them exiled to, to Babylon in the first place. And, and God... Out of his great love, he sends this prophet Haggai to give to, this, to these people a really important and vital message at this crucial time in their history. And Haggai is one of the, the shorter books. It's just two chapters long. But in that two chapters, he uses the phrase, give careful thoughts to your way. Give careful thought to your ways. He uses that five times. That five times in this short book. And the little translation is, is, is really like to set your heart on something. Or, or take a long, hard look at your life. Take a long, hard look at how you're living. Wake up, is what he's saying. Wake up. Look at how you are living, how you're spending your time. Where's your priority? He's saying give Careful thought to your ways. And he says that five times. And what he's doing is he's asking <clears throat> that, that y'all got to be honest with yourself. That, that he's saying, is God just a part of your life? Is God just a part of your life? Or is he the center of your life? And, and will you obey God? Or are you going to be too busy focusing on your own interests? And the truth is, how you answer those questions will determine, really, how you're going to experience and if you're going to experience and, 
and, and, and really experience all the, the impactful and exciting life that God wants us to live. Because those questions speak to our priorities. Right? And that's exactly where the people were. And I believe that God is saying to all of us that the time is now. That the time is now. It's time to step out in daring faith. If you've been holding back, don't hold back anymore. The time is now. We have to step out and step out and step into everything that I'm calling you to do. And God is saying, the time is now. Give careful thought to your ways. And that's his word to all of us. And so, you know, let's allow the Holy Spirit to lead us into truth, to heed the words of God through Haggai, and that, that we would be so encouraged to continue to walk in daring faith and, and not only start strong. And, and churches, you know, we have, we have this bad habit of starting strong and then petering out. But we would start strong, and we would finish stronger. And I think God wants to encourage you this morning to give careful thought to your ways. So the first thing is this. Give careful thought to your ways, because choosing to live for yourself will leave you disappointed. It will leave you disappointed. You know, as a follower of Jesus, you know, who are you living for? You know, who are you focusing your energy, your time, your resources doing? What are you choosing to do, and what are you choosing to put on the back burner? Are you living for yourself? And really, that's the default for all of us, right? All things be, being equal, that's the way, that's the path we go. We just live for ourselves. Haggai has a message for us. In Haggai chapter 1, verse 1, second year of King Darius and the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel. You know, I'm just waiting for the day, because I often thought about this for years now. I'm waiting for the day that someone would have the daring faith to name their son Zerubbabel. Because <laughs> that has such a ring to that. Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel Chenin. I mean, you know... That's good. Zerubbabel Sasaki. Zerubbabel Fung. You know? And I don't know. Anyway, sorry. And the word came through the prophet Haggai. And this is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. And it's interesting because in this short book, about three or four times, that's how God that's who God is described as, the Lord of heaven's army. And he says, the people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. The time has not yet come. How would you answer that question? How would you answer that question? Because our answer will speak to what's really the priority of our lives. Is God the priority of your life? Are you thinking that the time has not yet come to be engaged with what God has called you to do? You know, we might think, you know, there are some important things, really important things, but 
there are things that are really more important right now, and the time has not yet come to really obey the Lord. Maybe the time is, I got to earn more money first, because if I had more money, then I could give more money to God's work. You know? So the time has not yet come. Or it might be, man, you know, I got my kids and my family, and, and, and they require a lot of um, energy and, 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 and focus, and I got to go to basketball and soccer and ballet and all these things. And you know what? The time has not yet come to put God where he's supposed to be, you know? And Haggai is saying, if that's us, and that's all of us at times, what Haggai is saying, give careful thought to your ways. Give careful thought to your ways. Because in verse 3, he says, then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai again. Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while the house Remain, this house remains a ruin. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much, but harvested little. You eat, but never have enough. You drink, but never have your fill. You put on clothes, but you're not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. And Haggai is asking us a really important question. He's saying, are, are you so busy making your life more comfortable and, and more enjoyable that you're putting God on hold? Because if you are, he said, you got to give careful thought to your ways. Because if you go that route and you choose to live for yourself first, you're going to be disappointed. You'll never have enough. You know, you'll never have enough money. You know, you'll never have enough food. You'll never have enough. You're never going to be satisfied. And that's what he's saying. You have all all that you want. You have that nice house that you're living in. But how's the harvest going? You know, what's going on? I mean, how's your savings? God, right? And, And what he's saying is that if you put yourself first, and if you live to get things that you think you need to accomplish and what you think you need to put first is going to leave you disappointed because you'll never, ever have enough. And he says, you'll never be satisfied. And God loves us and he wants so much for our lives to count for something that he wants us to be faithful, fruitful, and fulfilled in our lives. He wants us to make an impact and, and, and to, to reap a harvest, an eternal harvest. See, he wants the very best for us. And so he's saying to us, I'm not going to zap you, because that's not God. He's saying, give careful thought to your ways. Because if you're choosing to live for yourself, if you're doing that, it will leave you disappointed and it'll leave you unsatisfied. That's what it does. And you think about it. I mean, how much is enough? How much? It's never. Haggai says, second thing that we can really take to heart what the Lord is saying to us is give careful thought to your ways 
Because choosing to live for God, it starts with obedience. It starts with obedience. That, that it's choosing to live for God is more than having a want-to attitude. It requires obedience. You've got to act on what you want to. I am never going to get more physically fit if I just go around, I want to, I want to. I've got to follow through and I've got to do something. And choosing to live for God means <clears throat> that, that it starts with obedience with us. Haggai 1.7 this is what the Lord Almighty says. Again, give careful thought to your ways. And then the message, which is a paraphrase, writes it like this in the next few verses, verse 8. Then, the, then God says, here's what I want you to do. Climb into the hills, cut some timber, bring it down, and rebuild the temple. Do it just for me. Honor me. You've had great ambitions for yourself, but nothing has come of it. The little you have brought to my temple, I blown away. There's nothing, there was nothing to it. And why? This is a message from God of the angel armies. Remember, because while you run around, caught up with taking care, caught up with taking care of your own houses, my house is in ruins. That's why, because of your stinginess, and so I have given you a dry summer, skimpy crop. I've matched your tight-fisted stinginess by decreasing, by decreeing a season of drought, drying up the fields and the hills, withering gardens and orchards, stunting vegetables and fruit. Nothing, not man nor woman, not animal or crop, is really going to thrive. And rebuilding the temple was this huge undertaking. I mean, it was. It wasn't an easy thing. And the people saw all the work, that, that needed to be done. So they started, got tired. They decided, man, you know what, let's do this work. We might as well do it for ourselves, right? And so they went that route. They, they fulfilled their needs, their desires, made their houses, got their fields, ambitions, and all that. And they decided that the time for God had not yet come. And they would do so after they got what they wanted. That was their plan. Oh, you know, time's not yet. But one day, the time will probably come where we need to do that. And so Haggai says, give careful thought to your ways. Look at where your focus is. You know, that, that look at how you've focused your life on getting the most that you could get. That you've worked hard on your houses, you've worked hard in your fields, you work hard in your crops. And what he's saying is, you know, how's that working out for you? And the answer is, not very well. Not very well. You know, and I think, you know, there are times when, you know, we work really hard. And, and we just like, I mean, we're just tired and stressed. And we're doing everything we can, you know, to work as hard as we can. God is saying, you know, how's that working out for you? How's life going? Pretty good? But the amazing thing is God is so loving 
and he's so patient that instead of saying, hey, man, how's that working out for you? Bummers, you know, and you're on your own, Jack. You know, he, 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 he encourages them, and he gives them a chance, and he just breaks it down into steps. And, and that's the great thing about God. He just, he just say like, hey, he says, you know what, I know it's hard. I'll give you some steps. And so he just says real clearly and simply, he says what? He says, step one, climb into the hill. Step two, you know, um, go and, and cut some lumber and bring it down. And then third thing is you just start building. You just start building. And that's what God does. Is that, 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 that God just wants us to take some steps of faith. And, and so often, he just gives us one or two, to which we want the whole thing, you know. But God says, you know, just, just give a couple. Just do that first. And you do one step and the next step, and, and, and God will give us what we need when we need it, because he's all wise, he knows what we can handle, you know. Um, he's just saying, just take this first step. You know, when you obey me, you know, don't shoot for the stars. I'm not asking you to shoot for the stars. Because shooting for the stars, you got to take some steps. And as you get stronger and, and, and you get more mature, then I'll give you more steps. My youngest daughter, Janelle, is learning how to drive. She said, she finally decided, yeah, I'm going to drive. And so my wife, Jo, has been taking her, and I've been taking her, and, and I realized that, unfortunately for me, um, Jo is more like how God leads us. That, that she says, okay, Jay, take one step. Take another step. And then another. When I take her driving... Not so much. I remember the first time I took her driving a parking lot. I said, you know what, enough of the parking lot. Let's just go for the road, you know? And we hit it out to the road. What's the result? When Jay comes home after driving with her mom, she's encouraged. She's encouraged, and, and she wants to keep on trying. When... She comes home after driving with me. She's crying, never want to drive again. You know? But I've gotten better. She hasn't cried the last few times. But I'm learning, you see? But, but God's going to show us what we need. And we need to respond in obedience. Again, from the message, go on, verse 12. Then our friend, the governor, Zerubbabel, high priest Joshua, son of Jehoshadak, and all the people, what did they do? They listened, really listened to the voice of their God. And when God sent the prophet Haggai to them, they paid attention to him. In listening to Haggai, they honored God. And the people began to give careful thought about the way they were living. And they took to heart what God was trying to say to them through Haggai. They listened and they chose to take steps 
of faith. See? And when we listen, and when we choose to take steps of faith, we honor God. That we make God smile. That we go, that's my son. You see? It's time. Because, you know, we say this all the time, right? But then when you take a step of faith, God will intersect your faith with his faithfulness. And and when he does that, we will have the courage to take the next step. You just take a step. God will intersect that step with his faithfulness. And then you'll have the courage to take the next step. Give careful thought to your ways, God is saying to us. Because choosing to live for God, it starts with obedience. And not only that, if you give careful thought to your ways, because choosing to live for God, and if you choose to live for God, it will change everything. Give careful thought to the way in which you're living. How are you living? What is the priorities in your life? And if you decide that you're going to make as your top priority following God and you're going to step out in obedience, if you choose that life, it will change everything. It will change everything. That, that um, Haggai 1 verse 13 says, Then Haggai, the Lord's messenger, gave this gave this message of the Lord to the people. And God says this, I am with you, declares the Lord. And when you choose to live for God, you receive this wonderful, wonderful gift. God is with you. God is with you. When you face a trial, he's there. When you go through an emergency, you don't know what to do, he's there. When there are more bills than you have money, he is there. When you feel threatened, when you feel afraid, he is there. Everything changes because God is with you. And in Matthew 11, Jesus says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. What he's saying is, this, Jesus says, if you are feeling stressed and burdened, just take steps of obedience and come to me, and I am with you, and I will give you rest. In Philippians chapter 4, he says, don't worry about anything. What is anything? Anything. And he's saying, instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace. And and when you're stressed and full of anxiety, you tell God what you need. You take a step to thank him. And you will experience peace. Peace that, what the Bible says, surpasses all human comprehension or understanding. God's going to give you unbelievable peace. Are you going through something right now? God is saying, if you would give careful thought to your ways, if you would choose to put me first, if you would begin to take steps of obedience, I am with you. And I will give you rest if you need rest. I will give you peace if you need peace. I will give you strength if you need strength. I will give you everything you need because I am there with you. And not only that, that when you choose to live for God, 
take steps of faith and really take steps of obedience that he is going to spark hope and enthusiasm into your life, that he is going to give you hope. He's going to cheer you on, and he's going to give enthusiasm into your life. Haggai 1.14. So the Lord, as they, as they listened, as they stepped out in obedience, as, as, as they honored God, God says, I am going to be with you. But not only that. So the Lord sparked the enthusiasm of Zerubbabel. He sparked the enthusiasm Jeshua. He sparked the enthusiasm of the whole remnant of God's people, and they began to work on the house of their Lord, the Lord of heaven's armies, on September 21st of the second year of King Darius' reign. When once there was discouragement and dissatisfaction in life, God injects them with a spark of hope. Why did he do that? Because they gave thought, they gave careful thought to their ways. They said, yeah, you know, we foolishly said the time is not, we put God on the back burner. And we understand, we listen to the words of God through the prophet Haggai and says, you know, we've done wrong. And we need to put God first. And we're going to step out in obedience. And God says, man, I am just so proud of you all. That you know what? You don't got to do this. Just I'm going to be right there with you. And I'm going to give you all the hope that you need. When you choose to live for God and you take these steps of obedience, it changes everything. That it changes everything. God is with you no matter what you do and where you go. See, if, if you're just running around and thinking, I got to earn money, I got I to earn more money, and then you put that, at, I gotta, God's on the back burner, you know, time's not yet come for me to obey God and all that stuff, and you do all that, what happens to your life? You just stress, you're all burdened. You know? When you put the activities of our family and all that, we put that above God, we're running from here to there and all that. I mean, is that fun? Not really, but we got to do all these things. And God says, man, if that's you, give careful thought to your ways. If you're saying, you know, God, I really would like to obey you, but the time has not yet come. He's saying, you don't understand that you could have it all. That I care about you. I care about you having enough to live. I care about your family. I care about the things you care about. And when you choose to live for me, it honors me. And I am so blessed I am going to be with you. That I'm going to give you hope. I'm going to give you everything you need. When you choose to live for God and take steps of obedience, it changes everything. Burdens and stress, it changes to peace. Discouragement is replaced with a new hope and enthusiasm. 
King David said in Psalm 30, verse 11, that the Lord turned his mourning into joyful dancing. Who can do that? Our God can, and our God does. He is with us. That he wants to give us everything we need and more. That, 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 that's his heart. That he's not saying, give careful thought to your way, because if you don't follow me, no. That he knows what's best for us. So the question is, who are you living for? That who are you living for? God is exhorting us to take time to give careful thought to our ways. Is he your genie in the bottle? Is he your genie in the bottle? God, I need more money, please. God, you know, I, I got more time. You know, God, I just all oh, stress. You know, is I don't know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's rubbing the lamp. I think that's what it was. Got carried away. But is he your genie in the bottle? Is that who he is? Or, or is he the Lord God Most High who is worthy to be honored and obeyed? Is he your top priority in your life? Because if he is, take a step. Take at least a step of obedience and everything will change. You see... The time is now. The time is now. Don't wait. Don't put off God. Trust him to lead you. And when he asks you to take some steps of daring faith, go for it. It may be a step of faith to just join in and engage in what God's doing. You know, this might be a little step. You know, I don't know what God's calling you to, but I tell you what, that I, there's so much that I want to share about what God is doing in this church. And over the next few weeks and months, you're going to hear a lot of things that God is doing. I mean, Big things. That, that we're going to start a church. You know that. And that's exciting and huge. That God is calling us to plant a church. God is also calling us to plant a church right here. And it's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us and more. God has called us not necessarily to rebuild a temple. God has called us to reach generations. And reach generations is what we are going to do. And we're going to do everything we need to do in obedience to God to do that. If we have to move our offices, we will. If we have to move our service, we will. If we have to change things, we will. If God is calling us to do whatever, we will. Because 
when we take steps of obedience to what God is calling us to, it honors Him. And it changes everything. You see, think about the words of Haggai. Give careful thought to your ways. And then when you, when you really receive that message that God is trying to speak to us and speak to our hearts from this little obscure book in the Old Testament, verses that we know and so familiar to us, like Matthew 6.33, takes on a deeper meaning. When God is instructing us to seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's God's call for us. Give careful thought to your ways. Because if you choose to put God first and to seek his kingdom and his righteousness, that he's going to bless you. But more than bless you, that he's going to make you a blessing to the people around you. That's what Jesus was saying. To seek God's kingdom first. Live righteously. Give careful thought to your ways. Because if you do, God will give you everything you need. Church, it's time. The time is now. The time is now. This is such, such an important and critical time in the life of our church, in your life. What do we do? You give careful thought to your ways. And if you're And if you're putting God first, just keep taking those steps of faith. If you're putting other things before God, give careful thought to your ways. God is waiting. He's not going to punish you. He's waiting. He wants to be with you. He wants to give you everything you need. That's his promise to you. So let's give careful thought to our ways. Why don't you stand with me? And, uh, you know, let's, uh, let's take a moment or two just to pray. And what I mean by that is just say, God, will you just speak to me right now? That with an attitude of, of giving careful thought to our ways, God, show me where my life is. Am I really putting you first? And if you know the answer and the answer is no, you just say, God, just forgive me. That today, I, yeah, I admit, I haven't put you first. And I want to change my way. And today I want to take a step. That I've listened to you, I've heard you loud and clear. And I want to change. And God will change everything in your life. Let's just pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, I'm so grateful that you don't come at us with a spirit of condemnation 
wagging your finger, telling us you're not doing this and you're not doing that. And yet you love us enough that if we're heading in a direction that, that doesn't help us in any way, you gently turn us back. Instead of wagging your finger, you say, give careful thought to your ways. Father, I pray that all of us here today would give careful thought to our ways. And that you would search our hearts. And if we've not been putting you first, God, today is the day we make that turn. And we understand that it requires obedience. And so as you show us that first step, we'll just take that step. And I pray that as people take that step, they would experience your presence in a very real way. That you would infuse them with hope and maybe an enthusiasm that they haven't felt in a long time. That you would turn, and people are mourning, you would turn their mourning into dancing, joyful dancing. Thank you for your great love for us, that you want the very best for us. And so we thank you. We are so grateful. In Jesus' name.